Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. My co-host name is Bruce Aldrich. We haven't seen each other for a while. Welcome back to, uh, I think we're episode 216 now, and we're going to get caught up in the automotive world. We don't have a guest today, but there's plenty to discuss. So, Bruce, uh, we have our coffee. We got a lot of things going on. So, um, you look like you're well. You've been out in the motorhome with your lovely bride. I have indeed, yes. That's good. We'll talk about that. We've got World Car Awards. We've got recalls by Tesla. We've got all kinds of different things. So, Bruce, where do we want to start today? What's what's going on for you? What's the first thing on the item? On the <laughs> item, <laughs> mine's Tesla recalls, but please we can, we can start with the RVing. All right, you guys were out for the fourth time. The fourth time in our RV, I have a a, a Ford F two fifty with a twenty nine foot fifth wheel trailer. The brand name again? I forgot. Keystone. Keystone. Yes, it's a Keystone twenty four RDS. Anyway, uh-huh. I've been using pull-throughs because I've never had a truck and I've never been a backer. I've never had a boat, so yes. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I have to learn, right? So sure. anyway, the first three times we went through what's called a pull-through, you, yes. don't, you don't have to back into a camping site. You mm-hmm. just pull through. Yes. Well, this last time I uh, got brave and got a back in. And Great. it was narrow. Um I, have, I do have a backup camera on the back of the rig. Mm-hmm. When I say rig, the back of the RV, but back there 30-something feet behind the the uh, truck. Yes. So that helps. And then I have a spotter, my wife. Anyway, uh, I backed in, and it worked all really well. So it was no big deal. I mean, it, you ha- everything's backwards and upside down and looking in a mirror, right? Yes. So, But I but I figured it out, and I have practiced a little bit. So, Where did you guys go at this time, and what was that experience like compared to the other three locations you've been? This was in Plymouth, California, which is right outside Sacramento, about an hour out. So it's just sort of a... Uh, almost, I won't say residential type, Yes, but it's... Urban. Yeah, it's sort of an urban environment. <clears throat> yeah. uh, it's more about uh, getting the vehicle out and using it mm-hmm. than, than an actual, you know, exploration or a, a nice place by a lake or anything. Although we were by a lake and there were geese and they woke us up each morning. And <laughs> it was fun. It was a nice time. That, uh, it reminds me, uh, thinking about when you first got it with Keystone, you had an issue with... <clears throat> The door not locking from the inside. You had one other problem, I think, with the shower. Have have those problems been resolved? And and what what was that like? What was that experience like when you got them resolved? If you did, uh, it's a mixed bag. We've had leaky windows. We've had uh, um, the heater, the furnace mm-hmm. uh, system problems. We've had uh, what you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. The shower took three times to get fixed. Oh boy. Um, so. They're they're coming along. They, we've had it in twice already. We're mm-hmm. in March. We bring it in a third time to repair other items. But it's it's coming along, mm-hmm. uh, and we knew this would happen. Uh, they're they're pretty cheaply made with pretty cheap materials. Um, this this to me was standard, not not unusual. The industry is pretty <clears throat> troubled. We we have a close friend, Chuck Woodbury, with RV Travel, and he. We've both read uh, his great newsletter, and I know him personally for many, many years, and uh, it's an ongoing situation, and he's written about it many times, and actually, um, you know, been been criticized by the industry for, for not being a good old boy and not going along with it, but he's been outspoken, and and uh, about uh, there's not really any uh, watchdog programs or anybody that's really going after these there's people. There's no lemon laws. Uh, it's Nothing. different than vehicles. Yes, 
Yeah. Well, and, and one thing about the, the Ford F-250 has been working perfect, though. Great. It, it hauls that 29-foot uh, fifth wheel great. Um, haven't had to put, you know, overload springs on it or any of this other stuff that I hear people do to carry yes. heavy loads and haul heavy things. It's got a 10,000 gross vehicle weight, so it's... It's pretty heavy, but that uh, the F-250 hauls it really well. It's like it's not even back there. So I'm real, real pleased with Ford. That's that's uh, goes to the great reason why for almost 50 years now it's been the number one selling. The, the F-Series has been the number yeah. one selling. Uh, 150, 253. I've never seen anything higher, but I guess it goes all the way to 750. I've heard. I'm not sure. I know it goes <clears throat> to... At least five fifty, and I've never but seen yeah. any. I think I think I saw one. I've seen one four fifty. That's about all. I've never seen much more than that. But great trucks and continue to get better and better every year, right? Yeah, and it's what the number one uh, stolen vehicle is. Number Ford F series. Yeah, Ford F series. Followed right. by the Chevy, the Silverado yep. series. I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and then and then Honda and then a bunch of other ones. But but trucks, yeah, because there's so many, and because like I guess there is people who know what they're doing. They're oh the 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 uh, what do you call it? The clearance space is so high that they can the people who want to steal um, catalytic converters can get under a truck pretty quick. Is that is that? I don't know. Are they stealing the converters off of them too? I know. I don't Prius know. is like number one on that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's two bolts, right? Two not Chevy bolts, but two <laughs> screw bolts, and they're out of there, right? Um, I'm not sure if they're cutting them or. I don't think they're unbolting things. I think they're, it's a just, cut. Just a cut. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of trucks, uh, good transition. Um, we don't often talk about the cars that uh, I get to drive and that you get to drive. Um, the weekly driver, you know, get a car every week, uh, most weeks. And along the new lines of smaller pickup trucks, which is kind of the new wave with the car that I, the truck that I have is the Hyundai Santa Cruz. There's also the Ford Maverick and there's others on the horizon. I'm totally impressed with the car I've had this week, the Hyundai Santa Cruz 2022. It's, as you described it, and others have described it, it's as, as if you take the old Subaru Baja and extend it, right? It's got a shortened bed. but Bigger a, than a Brat. Bigger than a Brat. Taller than a, yeah. than a Baja. Taller than a Baja. Nobody um, knows what we're talking about. It's uh, The Brat was quite old. I don't know what year that was, but the Baja was, I don't know, 2000 to 205, yeah, something that like sounds, that. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, everybody liked them, but they discount, they discontinued them in 2005, so 15 yeah. or more years ago. But this truck is uh, everything you need. Think Honda Ridgeline. Think Honda Ridgeline. Unibody. Smaller. Yeah, smaller. smaller. Um, but uh, four uh, four doors. Uh, back seats are a little tight uh, for legless people, as we as you described yeah. it earlier. Uh, but driving, I went from. Um, the Monterey Peninsula home to Sacramento, that's what, roughly 200 miles, Pacheco Pass, Interstate 5, uh, some, city drive, some city driving. It just handled everything perfectly. Beautiful color, uh, this kind of matted, new trend of matted colors. This is an off Kelly green, no, uh, lime green. If you had Kelly to describe green. it, you'd think barf, but it but it le- actually looks pretty good. It's almost, uh, <clears throat> it, it is a, a sickly green. Yes. But it... There's more gray, and that makes no sense. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't look bad. No, it doesn't look bad. I've got the color here on the on the key fob. Let me see what it is. Uh, sage gray. Who knew? Right? Okay. Sage gray. Um, gray with some green in it. Yeah, gray with some green in it. The funny thing about it is, at the um, I was down on the Monterey Peninsula for the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am, and 
when you drive in, there are a combination of city police officers from different jurisdictions and CHP officers who tell people to go to what parking lots and control the crowds and so forth. And every day when I came in, somebody would, one of the uh, law enforcement would say, you know, hey, dude, great truck. Where'd you get that? Is that new? So the, the, the CHP guys were all over it. Um, in the hotel where I stayed, people wanted to know about it. Uh, people just uh, in the parking lot on the way to the tournament. Hey, nice truck. So I got four or five, maybe six comments right away because it's brand new and the color's great. And it's just um So unique. it's called a Santa Cruz again. Santa Cruz. By as Hyundai. opposed to the Santa Fe, which we discussed is a SUV. But um, base price, the base base model is about 25. It can go to 40 with all the bells and whistles. And I have the, you know, usually the get, I get the top line one. So about 40 grand for that car, which is a couple of grand under the average price these days of a new car. So big thumbs up. Of course, with Hyundai, you're getting a rare 10-year, uh, 100,000-mile warranty on a truck. It's pretty, pretty yeah. unusual. So that was a good experience. Uh, big, big thumbs up for anybody who's looking for a new, smaller, lightweight pickup truck. Yeah. If you want to call it a truck, it's a disappointment. If you wanted a car, call it a car that has a little pickup bed on it then that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it won't tow your... No, it's not going to tow anything. Not going to tow anything. I think it's 3,500 pounds is the is the max, which is what? A small... Like an SUV. Yeah, a small which boat. Which is what it is. Yeah. It's just got an a... An SUV with a truck body, right? Right. Or bed on the bike. <clears throat> yeah. Probably three and a half feet, maybe four. Maybe four. Yeah. With a closed, nice pull cover, like a desk, roll-top yeah, desk. a nice roll-top desk pull cover on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, um... There's not a day that goes by, a transition here, there's not a day that goes by where Tesla is in, isn't in the news, right? So we're going to cover that base, I guess. Uh, Tesla, in the last 10 days to two weeks, has had two recalls. One was about 830,000 vehicles, and then another one was about 50,000 vehicles. Uh, and then there was also news that Tesla is not going to produce a new car, any new models for 2022. No, no nothing new. The pickup truck is delayed. Uh, no less expensive uh, Tesla sedan. So he's putting on the shelf, so to speak, any new vehicles for. But I heard they're selling them like hotcakes, yeah, and they can't like hotcakes. can't keep them in stock. So why do you need to bring out something new? Well, the the it's a good point. The the truck the. You know, it looks like a moon vehicle. We've we've seen it for a couple of years now. We saw it at the LA Auto Show, where the guys it's it, like a big cockroach. Yeah, it's, with it's sharp lines though. It's not very attractive, and that's been promised for a while, and that won't happen uh, this year. Uh, but the the recall is interesting. Um, it's just a lot of a lot of recalled cars, and and yet to your point. The stock keeps going up. It fluctuates, you know, down 4%, up 1%, down 3 up 5 um, It's just all over the map. And every time the guy has a setback, the next day, something else, and it goes, people want it even more. So any thoughts on that? Well, it seems that what I've seen from the um, recalls, they're software-driven and yes. can be corrected with software. That's right. As opposed to... Oh, say, I think it's Hyundai's latest uh, recall is something to do with the electrical system that can get gummed up, and then it'll start a electrical fire up yes. in the motor. Um, that That's not a software thing. That's a, 
a mechanical issue that has to be brought in to fix, where Teslas are a chime for the seatbelt that doesn't uh, chime when it's supposed to, things yes. like that that's software-driven. Yes. And he can update that stuff uh, wirelessly. You don't, you don't have to bring them in for it. You don't have to bring them in for it. So is it, how do I say this the right way? Is it, is it Tesla that's stepping forward in conjunction with the NHTSA, or is it somebody calling on it, or is it NHTSA as a watchdog keeping a real keen eye on Tesla? What, how does all this work? Because um, would, it, would it take 100 people to call in and say, we have an issue? Or does Tesla just say, hey, we've discovered this, some, some engineers discovered this? I'm not quite sure how all that works that you get 800 probably a variety of variety of everything because you know the competition <clears throat> might be uh, yeah, trying they, to find flaws and that's right alerting um but when he does these softwares you can change things okay it's all approved everything works great the chimes are for the seatbelt or what have you is yes. working fine and then six months from now he'll do an issue an update for maybe something else and mm -hmm. without telling anybody he changes the chime again yes and so you're, the government's always trying to play catch-up. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it, that the relationship he has, uh, Elon Musk, with the governmental agencies and with the public and with um, the other phenomenally rich people in the world, he's, he's, he's an enigma, isn't he? He just, um, he's very smart. Obviously, he's changed the automotive industry, but there's, he's never, it doesn't ever seem to be when everything's right, he doesn't seem to be happy. I don't know. For some reason, he's he likes. It seems to like the controversy. To me, yeah, maybe he does. <laughs> maybe he does. We know people like that. So, um, well, that's Tesla. You know, they uh, combined almost nine hundred thousand dollars, up nine hundred thousand vehicles recalled, software updates. The other problem was it rolled away from a stop. It rolled it rolled away from stop signs. Yeah, rolling stops. Rolling stops and. Uh, so, uh, but he might have had a reason for that, you know. He maybe it was working, but it was jerking to a stop, and so something they couldn't troubleshoot or work out over the air. So yes. they just said, "Ah, just let it roll." Let it roll. I mean, I don't know. Who knows what their thinking process is? Who knows? He's but, Elon Musk. Yeah, he's, his IQ is off the charts, right? Yeah. Common sense is another story, but off the charts with his with his IQ. Okay. Uh, well, Bruce, what else we have? Uh, oh. We've gone... Um, Dream Machine. Dream Machine. We've gone to this wonderful regional auto show, an airplane show, and anything with an engine show uh, for maybe three or four times, I think, over the years. Half Moon Bay, Half California. Half Moon Bay, California. We drive over there. Uh, the two of us go. Sometimes another buddy goes with us. We make it a day. You have a car. You spend 30 bucks. You have an old tractor. You spend 30 bucks. You bring it in. You plop it on the airport, and people... Come talk to you. It's great. Great fun. Uh, this was going to be the 30th year. It was scheduled for April 24th, as you mentioned, Half Moon Bay Airport. But all of a sudden, we were going to have the guy on as a guest, and um, it canceled at the last minute. There was a, some lack of communication there. The guest or the show? The, <laughs> the both. Guest, the both. Um, the show was canceled. They're working on the airport, and uh, the communication lapse somehow didn't get... Um, communicated to everybody so i got a press release anybody who was either maybe have seen some information on my website or column i've really like to support the event it's been around well 29 years uh 30th will be canceled uh, april 24th so 
the story that I got, the press release that I got said that if you paid your money and you're going to get a refund, but we looked forward to it. They call it the coolest show on earth, and it was it was just a real laid Everything back. with a motor on it. Yeah. Anything with a motor Some on motorcycles, it. Motorcycles, uh, yeah. snowmobiles, they had boats there, B- B-17s flying overhead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, the guys on motorbikes doing jumps, and so we'll look forward to that in, in 2023. It's a shame because we, we had talked about going this year a little bit, but anyway, just to reiterate, the... Um, Dream Machines at Half Moon Bay Airport's been canceled. That was scheduled for April 24th. All right, Bruce, what's on? what else we got this week? That's all of it for me. No, we got, uh, let's talk about the World Car Finals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go to the World Car Finals. The New York Auto Show is on the horizon, and one way that it promotes itself is by uh, doing the 2022 uh, World Car announcements, and uh, they'll be selected this year when the uh, show, the voting ends on April 13th, and I'm sorry, the announcement is um, will be announced on April t- uh, 13th at the New York Auto Show, and they, they describe it as a, a jury of 102 distinguished international automotive journalists. That's kind of a oxymoron, distinguished journalist. I don't know if that quite works, but Anyway, so like a state worker, <laughs> like a state worker. Yeah, that's right. So 102 of those people, uh, male and female, get to decide from 33 countries what these world uh, car of the year is. And they have different categories this year for the first time. They're going to have a electric category. So I'm just going to go over these. Um, and the number one uh, least uh, sales leader in cars, Tesla, is it on the list? Uh, no, it is not. So here are the cars that are on the World Car of the Year list, top 10 finalists, uh, initially from a list of 28. We have the Audi Q4 e-tron, electric car, the Cupra Formentor, don't know that vehicle. Everybody knows that one. Everybody, I don't know that That's one. That's actually, it's from Seat. They're a Spanish manufacturer. That's right. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, Ford Mustang Mach-E, which we drove, thoroughly loved it. Genesis G70, we're all over that. We know that's a great vehicle. Honda Civic, how do you go wrong? Great, looks great. The new one looks phenomenal. The Hyundai uh, Ionic 5, uh, I think we had an Ionic a couple, maybe the first year it came out. The Hyundai Tucson, uh, that's an SUV, I believe. Yes. And the Kia EV6, the Lexus NX, and the car that's being delivered to me today the Toyota GR86 and the Subaru BRZ. So that's the collaboration with Toyota yeah. and Subaru. Yeah. Yeah, that, you're going to get that today? I am. Oh boy. Yeah, it's going to okay. be something. And then we go on to the World Electronic Vehicle of the Year award. They've um, have five finalists, the Audi e-tron GT, the BMW iX, the Ford Mustang Mach-E, which is in two categories. The Hyundai Ionic 5 in two categories, and the Mercedes-Benz EQS. Don't know the Mercedes-Benz. Do you know that car? Never heard of it. Nope. Okay. World Urban Car of the Year finalist, the Dacia, Dacia? How do you say that? I'm sorry to mangle it, but the Sendero. The Sendero. Yeah. Opel Mocha, the Renault Kygor, the Toyota Yaris Cross, and the Volkswagen Tiguan. You sound like all little uh, econo boxes to me. Yeah, but they are. I, I haven't. I didn't look them up. And so, 
uh, there's a lot going on there. I don't know if um, you know if if this representative of 102 journalists. I don't know, you know, what slice of the pie that is for all the world journalists. There's probably several thousand at least world uh, auto journalists in the world. Maybe a lot more than that are people who think that they're automotive journalists writing about cars. Um, anything about that list um, surprise you or not surprise you at all? Well, it's something new and different, right? That's right. what they pick. Um, and they're going to go electric, heavily on electric, that's for sure. What would you have picked, James? You're a journalist. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least you play one on your podcast. I play one on my podcast. Uh, I think that that Mustang Mach-E, you know, everybody said it doesn't look like a Mustang. They use the Mustang badging. Um, smart move by the new um, Ford CEO. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal car. Maybe the maybe the mileage uh, capacity, uh, the range would have to be bumped up a little bit. But I thoroughly enjoy that car. That that would be on my list for the year. Genesis, you know, they're just phenomenal cars. Any Genesis is great. That's the new SUV. Uh, we drove. I drove that. You drove it. I think as well. And, you know, it's nice to have a, a car in there that's been on the list many times. How do you go wrong? Is there a better car in the world than the Honda Civic? I mean, it just, for everything you get, for whatever it costs, $25,000, you get a phenomenal car, right? I believe, Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I mentioned, you know, groundbreaking or mm -hmm. new, exciting. Those are, those are always draw media attention. But then something mature and... It's a car for everybody, like a Civic. Right. I mean, that should be also pointed out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why that one gets in there. I mean, what's a better car than a Civic? I can't think of any. I mean, all the other brands like to think that they're, you know, the best thing. And, and some of them are great. You know, I we've had I've driven a lot of BMWs, and there's not a better car on the German Autobahn than a BMW. But practicality um, for the everyday driver um, – I think I'd rather have a Honda Civic than one of the BMWs all, yeah. when all said and done. Um, and I, I can see the Toyota, the GR86, and the slash Zubaru BRZ, because mm -hmm. that's, that's an, a whole new upgrade from the current model. Right. And, of course, how many are there in that niche? Like zero? I mean, Supra is another step up in right. sports cars. And, of course, and then you're... Porsches and everything else are up above that, but in a sort of a discount sports car, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's the Mazda, I guess. The Miata? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't call it that anymore. No, MX-5. Sorry. Yeah. MX-5 Miata. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. So this is, um, I look forward to, we're going to go to lunch in a little bit. We'll be tooling around. I can't wait, yeah. We'll be tooling around in this new uh, this new Toyota. It'll be, it'll be great to experience that. We won't have any adult beverages at lunch. No, we're yeah. going to go driving today. That's right. Well, uh, Bruce, uh, I'm glad you had a good experience in your RV. I'm glad to be back in Sacramento. I was away uh, covering golf, and it's good to be back in the podcast mode. We've got on the horizon, we've got some good guests. We're going to talk um, to the one of the uh, watchdog agency guys from the IIHS on the horizon. You remember it was the IIHS guy that we spoke to some months back that yes. mentioned the Tesla updates that were, let's say, driving them 
fits because they could change things. They right. they would get together a recall. Okay, you got to bring all these cars in for this or that, and mm-hmm. and uh, Musk would say, "Oh, wait a minute. You know, two months ago we already fixed that." Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So there's there's uh, it reminds me that it's the automotive lock horns, right? The old cartoon strip where the husband and wife are always locking horns. This is the yeah the watchdog programs and Elon Musk locking horns. You know, that'll be, so that'll be interesting to speak with that guy. We're going to have an author on in a couple of weeks um, who's written a book about the history of uh, Ford Mustang. We've had lots of authors on. Those guys are always pretty passionate about what they do. Uh, so we look forward to that. And uh, oh, just uh, don't, don't forget to visit. Good stuff coming up. Good stuff coming up. We've got in our archive on my uh, website, theweeklydriver.com, we have 215 episodes all archived. So you can go back and, and please listen and, and uh, tell your friends and colleagues about our podcast and Visit my site uh, again. The your site has them all. Uh, my site has every episode. Because sometimes I look on uh, iTunes or Stitcher, some of these yeah. other ones, and it'll, for whatever reason, it'll drop out, and it'll, you know, a hundred of them won't be there. That's right. I don't. Quite I don't. Under, I don't yeah. quite get that. We're looking to look into that, but. Um, but if you go to the website, they're all there. I'll okay. go to my website. You know, they're all there, um, and there's a category just called podcast, and and. Then, Sometimes we've been a little bit out of order. We've, we've posted. <laughs> that's yeah, on me. We're always out of order. We're always out of. You're out of order. I'm out of order. We've posted them a little bit out of order, but all 215 now. I think they're all there. And uh, four years going. So thanks uh, for listening today on the Weekly Driver Podcast. If you like what we do, certainly support us if you can. And uh, we'll be back again next week. So thanks for joining us. Bye now.